new season, new podcast, new start. I don't know if even anyone's been made aware, but this new season is what I've just mentioned. It's all going to be fresh, a new look, uh, a, a new kind of vision, basically. And there's a lot of reasons why I've had to go and I wanted to go uh, this route. And of course, with it being a new season, I thought it'd be a perfect time to do it. So this is season two, episode one. And you are listening to the new podcast, which is Spiraling Sense of Freedom, presented by myself, Dave. Uh, this podcast basically has been designed and sorted out, basically because After Dark Paranormal Quest... Well, it wasn't really an After Dark Paranormal Quest podcast, really, was it? 90% of it was probably anything but, and 10% was probably paranormal, which... For the last five episodes is what it's been and i've been talking about this that and everything but paranormal but there has been a bit of paranormal in there but after time went by of course i just i just wanted to really speak out and and just pretty much change the whole look of the whole thing uh, and start fresh and that's where spir- a spiraling sense of freedom came to my head and it's something i wanted to push and pursue and give it a really good go because by god i do like to talk and at least now I've got the platform that is there to be able to talk. But the paranormal will always uh, will always be there in the back of my mind. So paranormal, HGC after dark. It is, how can I put this, still around. But it's not going to be what I thought it could be. And I will explain exactly on this episode why this is. People do seem to forget that. There's a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes um, regarding the whole channel, so the whole YouTube channel, from locations to uh, getting the time to go there, doing the investigation, editing, then uploading. It's it's really hard. It's hardcore. And, of course, I think if you've been listening to my previous podcasts, episodes on the old the old ones um i've kind of like i've kind of mentioned on there really the reason why um is always it was always hard from start to finish really i've always mentioned it from the start what it entails what you have to do and of course i work full time so i work um, night shifts and i work uh four night shifts in a row so everything on my spare time was literally i was working seven days a week for a good year and six months and it just took its toll and it was chipping away at me and uh, i knew in my heart in the back of my head something just wasn't quite right it just wasn't quite right so i had to change something either my sanity or change something regarding after dark so after dark will be still going ahead it's still going to be there it's just that we're not going to be primarily focused on it um Brett has been made aware of this. Brett understands fully the reasons behind this. And he backs me um, every step of the way. And I love him for this. And for that alone. And um, we will still do investigations. It's just when they crop up. Or if a special location crops up. And we really need to get it done. Or really want to get it done. And nothing is there to hinder that. Or block that in any way, shape or form. Yes, we will still go out and we... we will still do investigations and I will do a nice edit and put it online but it's going to be a lot more few and far between unfortunately and that's pure to the fact is 
what I've mentioned. Um, it just it was very much hard work, and for the hard work that I was putting in and the money that I was putting in, uh, it was just I was just getting nothing back really, not as much as what I thought in return. And it, it got to a point with the economy as it is, with the government being the way they are, coming out of COVID, everyone's the the whole country in general slowly will be it will happen it will slowly dip into a recession and for me to pull out over six thousand seven thousand pounds into something that i'm getting nothing back on just doesn't make viable sense i do have overheads i do have an apartment i do have uh things that need paying bills just like anyone else so to be able to keep plowing money into after dark again that was another thing i had to really think about but like i said it will always be there it's not going to disappear and if a location comes up we've got all our equipment and we've got um me and brett still happy to do investigations so it's, it's going to be there it's just not as strong as what one might have thought first time round. and i would say it's unfortunate but it isn't it's just it's just one of those you need to look after your health you need to look after you you need to think about number one and number one is you no matter what and after that was just just one of those things that just took too much of my time and too much of my attention and i wanted my life back so this is where this podcast comes in because i enjoy speaking so much i thought i knew that i had to change that as well and I knew with a new season coming up that I would be able to do that. And this is why it's all being changed over to what it is now. And hopefully, fingers crossed, you all guys still keep tuning in. And still keep listening to my droning voice for an hour every Sunday onwards. But I really enjoy it. That's the thing, I really do. Oh, I was taking a drink there. So, yeah, that kind of explains my situation regarding HGC After Dark. And also after that paranormal quest. HGC After Dark and anything to do with paranormal. If anyone wants to send any questions in, by all means, you can do. That's more than fine. And if I can answer them and I will answer them, I will do. At the end of the day, I've had just under two years in the field. And we started from rock bottom nothing to where we got to where we are now. So I've got a lot of experience um, than what I was just under two years ago. So I'll be more than happy to still answer them. So if you want to keep sending them in, of course, keep sending them in. But this podcast, I believe, and I'm going to read what I've wrote, what I believe this podcast is going to be going forward. It's going to be a place for those that need a little light in their life and escape from the day-to-day grind, which we all go through daily, we do, and a place to feel lifted from real-life stories, which will be mentioned a lot on this podcast, whether you send them in or whether I've got them myself. And I've always got stories, believe me. From real life stories to the messed up world situations, Spiraling Sense of Freedom is designed to inspire, motivate and teach listeners and viewers how to conquer their fears and compete big goals. Complete big goals. Get motivated and most of all smile and be happy. Smile and be happy. I had to put that on the end because that was all smiles but deep inside I wasn't happy. I was working seven days a week for a long period of time. I was pushing out episodes, pushing out locations, and I I was smiling, but I wasn't fully happy. And this is why, the reason why I've had to change it all. But, 
<coughs> excuse me, but I am thoroughly looking forward on the new path in front of me and me doing what I'm going to be doing, which is this. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. I really am. So it's all going to be fresh. Um, literally, what I've just mentioned then, this podcast is not going to be based on absolutely anything in particular. It's anything that has happened within the week that I've had between episodes, what has been going on in this world, and what really infuriates and bugs me to the core. And I've uh, got a few things for this episode that really do infuriate me to the core. So, first of all, um, TV license. Now, you guys that don't listen from England, uh, I'm sorry, that don't listen from, yeah, that you guys that listen further afield from England, I'm not too sure what you guys do, especially in America or anything like that. If you pay um, anything equivalent to a TV license, what we pay in England, but we, we have to pay a TV license um, by law in England. Um, that's everyone that has a TV appliance in their property. And you're forced to pay it and you can potentially go to court and potentially go to prison if you do not pay it. I am dead against this and I have been for years and years. Now the TV license in England is basically got brought into into being used probably in the early 80s and it's been ever since. Um, and it was brought in by the BBC. So the BBC now... Uh, next to nothing. They've got like BBC One, BBC Two, BBC Four, not many BBC channels, CBBS, all that kind of stuff. So they, they ain't got many channels. But we're paying each individual household one hundred and fifty nine pounds per year to have the privilege of probably not even watching their channels because we don't do it. Now the reason why this really pisses me off is because this is my situation right now. I have Sky TV, satellite TV, and I pay a handsome figure per month for that a very decent handsome figure it's not the cheapest to have um and i pay that now on this sky thing we have hundreds and hundreds of channels and to be honest with you i hardly use the sky very often i'm more interactive so i'll use the apps that are connected to the sky uh so it goes to the internet so i'm paying over £80 a month for, for the Sky and I'm paying another 55 a month for the internet so I'm paying that already and then you've got to pay for a TV licence for a BBC broadcast service that I don't even watch their channel on I don't even do anything so basically I'll tell you a bit of about a bit more about this so the government realised that the money that we was paying out this £159 is ridiculous and it has been for a number of years and the parliament in England have been tossing and turning whether it's just to quash it completely. Whereas the BBC have turned around and said, if you quash it completely, it's going to affect jobs. It's going to affect the, their service that they provide. Bear in mind, it's not very much. And going forward, it's not really a sensible, wise decision to do. The government have turned around after a number of years and said, well, unfortunately, it's, it's going to happen no matter what. So what the government have done is they froze the £159 per year froze it for two years because the BBC wanted to rise it again because it's been risen it was only a few years ago 130 140 now 150 now 160 so they've been rising every single year and the government said now nah, we've had enough of this kind of thing we're going to freeze it so we froze it for they froze it for two years so we can't pay no more than 150 now till 2024 and the reason why they've done it till 2024 is because it's going to go straight back into parliament because the deal that BBC have got with the government runs out on the TV license in England, which means it has to go to Parliament to then be decided what is going to be going with 
forward with it, if anything. Uh, and BBC have to then kind of orchestrate it with the government. Government have already turned around and instigated that they're going to quash it completely because it's, it's an insubstantial cost to every working person that doesn't really necessarily need to be paid. So BBC now have turned around only a few days ago and said that there will be shutting down certain TV channels. Now this is what pees me off. These TV channels that they're going to be shutting down is CBBS, so it's like a, a children's um, sat well, not satellite, it's a children's channel for children primarily, for like cartoons and stuff like that, and also BBC Four. Now, I've no kids, so I don't watch CBBS, CBBS, and I don't even entertain watching BBC Four. It's just a channel that I've never even entertained. I've definitely never entertained it on once in my life, to be honest with you. And they said they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to be stopping these channels. And they're going to be putting them on the interactive service that they've been running for over five years, which is BBC iPlayer. So BBC iPlayer is what it says. It's an iPlayer on the internet that has all the channels on that you can watch, no matter what, on it. Now, this is where it gets really particularly stupid. You can go on this, if you're in England, you can go on this website, bbcrplayer.com, and click, I want to watch a certain channel live, whatever channel it might be. we get BBC channel, and just click it, and then this little box will pop up. Can you confirm that you hold a valid TV license and you're out over the age of 18? Yes or no? Of course, you're going to click yes. Done. Boom. Live channel comes up. So you can literally be anywhere in England and watch that. You don't get charged for it because it's over your internet service. So if you've got a deal with your internet provider regarding data, you don't get charged for it. But yet, if you're sat in your home in your front room, you're going to get charged £159 per person to watch exactly the same channel. And exactly the same thing of what you'd be doing if you were to watch it remotely somewhere else in England. I don't get that part. The thing that really bugs me is that they've changed the legislation BBC so many times because in my property now, I don't have a normal aerial connected to the back of my TV. I have literally my skybox connected to it and then the internet's connected to my skybox. But a few years ago, uh, BBC turned around and said in their little small print, if and an, a normal aerial is connected to your TV, then that's classed as potentially watching TV, and you will be charged £159 per year for having that TV licence. But they had to change it because everything's interactive. So, of course, they've changed it, and they've said if there's a SCART lead or any kind of um, HDMI cable coming from a satellite box or provider of any TV box going to the back of your TV, that is now classed as you needing a TV licence. It's all a load of horseshit. The BBC realised that they had to keep changing this legislation because the future is going forward. Technology is advancing. No one wants to pay the TV license anymore because everything's interactive. Everything's all online. Even the BBC have the BBC iPlay, which they've had for over five years with all their channels on, which you can watch merrily whenever you want, free of charge. So for them to charge £169 per person per household just for the privilege of watching something that they put on one of their channels in your front room is a bit absurd in my eyes and to be honest with you the service they're providing the channels they've got are absolute die shit anyway they really are rubbish and sadly anything i ever watch on them so that's my little rant about the tv license thing it's been it bugged me for years to be honest with this tv license and it, it has for a while um the thing that really gets underneath my skin is that you're paying for the privilege to be brainwashed in my head because you're paying this 169 pound per person Per household, well, sorry, I'll go back a step. You're paying that £159 per household for the privilege of being able to watch TV. But say, for example, you watch the news 
all the money that you're putting in, which is over £500 million per year to the BBC, they're brainwashing you with all the news articles, the fake news, the the rubbish they put on their news all the time, daily, to either scare us, the general public, or none of it is, is, is just true and so false. It brings depression, anxiety. It's just disbelief how... Not just the BBC, everyone, every channel will do it who have a news broadcast service, but BBC have a prime BBC news broadcast service within their 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 channel thing, what they've got going on. And they're a prime for it. I mean, during the COVID, the false news that was getting roamed around England and the world came through a service that you're paying for every year. Ukraine, false news hourly daily and it's not just via the bbc via their news service it's also on their news internet service their websites i mean i can't say if it's false or or, or true but nine times out of ten as time's gone by as actually turned out a lot of their stuff has turned out to be false and um very manually changed to try and keep the the person as in me and you in interested in what they're putting on basically to keep you watching their channel Caroline Flack, famous um, presenter in England, she committed suicide due to what the news was portraying about her and her situation. And again, don't know how they get away with it, but BBC and other news articles, whether it's online or on a, a normal channel TV service, were just fake news. And even now, I believe the Amber Heard and the Johnny Depp, I think a lot of the information going about on that now regarding the news service, a lot of it is fake news um, and just twisted, manipulated news to make the consumer more interested about, number one, what's actually going on with that court case and number two, to keep what that consumer has in me and you watching that their news article. It's just... It's, it's beggar's belief, really. I mean, I've mentioned this on previous episodes. I, I don't know how. I don't know how they get away with it but they have been for a number of years and they probably will be again for more years going forward but we got to remember as English we're paying for that service we're paying for this false news we're paying to be brainwashed we are paying hard-earned money to be told something that nine times out of ten isn't true and it's just the the provider of the news just wanting you to click their news article their story open it up read it listen to it watch it it's it's a a sad way of life i mean the government have to really realize now what's going on and uh, they need to really pay attention about not just looking at what life is like now they need to be looking at what's going to be like in the next 10 years time they need to predict it because they can sit down here now and predict i don't know how they do it what the economy is going to be like in the next five years, or the next two years, or the next month, or the next six months. They can do all that, but fake news and demoralising articles around the world, um, just stories that aren't true, that are bringing individuals down to their knees, and news companies and channels and broadcasting it and putting their own interpretation and twists on it. Papers do the same. Just so people are interested more into the stories, and it's just it's not a not a great way to look at it, and it's it's shit. It really is shit. But I am glad that the uh, the culture secretary Nadine Dorries 
and the Parliament have turned around and said, yeah, number one, we're going to freeze the um, the TV licence till 2024. You can't pay no more. And then when 2024 comes up and you're coming up to the renewal of the TV licence in general, which I believe is renewed every 20 years or so or whatever it is, um, they're going to hopefully, fingers crossed, use a noggin and, and just knock it on the head completely. Now, the government say one thing. They do. And they do another. This <laughs> is the government at the end of the day. I mean, look at what we're going through now. I'm going through a recession and this leads me on to my next thing uh, and this is something that really really is confusing now England cost of living the everything that's going on in Ukraine at the moment in time has pretty much brought England to its knees to a certain extent and a lot of countries surrounding us uh, in a very predicament same predicament sorry um, this is all due to food, materials, fuel, stuff like that. Um, and it's just really, it's it's a domino effect, basically, what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. Um, in all fairness, we should have been more prepared for it, I think. That's the main thing. Countries now, they'll spend all the taxpayers' money and big navies, big armies, but they know in the back of their heads with all the treaties that have been signed and all the agreements that have been put in place between one country to a fellow country and, and vice versa, the the time the, the chance of going to war few and far between. This is what they they thought and hoped, and unfortunately, with the Ukraine and Russia thing, it's kind of spun it right back round, uh, and a lot of countries have fell flat on the face because of it. And of course, recession could be upon us all. Um, and yeah, the world's struggling because of it. Now, England especially, everything's going up in cost, not just fuel, which every country are going for at the moment, but fuel, uh, fuel, fuel get words out there. food is slowly rising, um, everything in between is, is just slowly, slowly rising, the hourly rate is not rising, and with the energy companies doing what they're doing now, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to go into what I'm paying at my apartment and what I used to be paying when I moved in two years ago. It's absolutely ridiculous and how they get away with it is, again, it's beggar's belief. But that alone is putting so much stress on families. It's a massive payment. One of the biggest payments that you'll end up paying every month is your gas and your electric. But to pretty much overly double it in the space of a couple of months, it's, um, it's going to hit hard and it has. Now, the government... Bearing in mind, it took a lot of pressure from everyone in the country, putting pressure on Parliament, pressure on the relevant individuals that can physically change something and quick. And it took weeks and weeks of the news articles, the the pressure from the general public, just everything in between to, to get the government to really think forward and pull the finger out and do something about it. Oh, they've done it. Now... We have in England a benefit system, so if you can't work for whatever reason, whether it's medical or not, or you've been made redundant, or you cannot get a job for whatever reason, there is a benefit system in England. Now, what's been changed the last week is the whole benefit system, um, system the, the whole thing, it's just been changed. So what they've put forward and what they're going ahead with is a £650 one-off payment it's a fifteen billion pound package deal that the government have put forward. Uh, created funds are generated from the windfall tax of energy giants. So, of course, the government have got a dealing with the 
energy giants that whatever profits they make, the government has to take a certain amount of that as well, so that like a windfall tax. So that now has been used to plough back into the economy in England to try and get on the straight and narrow again and, and keep our heads above water as hopefully things might die down in a few years' time, a few months' time, we don't know yet. So, right, so they're doubling the energy rebate from £200 to £400. This is a non-repayable fee and this is going to be paid. And also the £150 council tax rebate, that's every household, over 8 million households holds i've got that are going to be getting that this year now this is if you're on benefits benefits the people that are on low incomes and not working or they're on a low income where they're just above the threshold where they literally don't want to claim anything off the government or the big grudge to pay and um, to claim anything off the government because of the heartache that you have to go through to do it in the, the rigmarole if you are on benefits you get over 1200 pound worth of free money literally free money Where's that FEMA going to come from? Because it ain't just going to come from the energy giants. It's going to come from the people that are working, myself, people that are listening to this podcast that are working. They're going to have to claw it back one way or another, and they will do, in dribs and drabs. They've already risen national insurance by about 3 to 4%, I think it has, and that already went up in April to the working class. So why are the government treating the people that aren't in work and that aren't putting into the, the pot, so to speak, by giving them over £1,200 worth of benefits to help them. I can understand why they're doing it, but what about the people that are working, or the low income that are just just above the threshold of what the government deemed to be enough money in? What's going to happen with them? Are they just going to get the £150 council tax payment and that's it? What about all the rest? Don't we get any of that? Believe it or not, we don't. So they're ridiculing and making it even more harder for the people that actually go out there every day and work. It's it's a confusing state and a confusing situation that the government have put forward and why they've done it that way, I don't know. Because all it's going to do is two things. Number one, the people that are on the benefits won't want to get jobs and they'll be happy on what the money they're going to get, which then puts the government under stress. Number two, puts the government under stress because they've got to try and keep paying the benefits to these people that really don't want to go back into work because they don't need to. So where's the money going to come from? The people at work. So our tax is going to get risen slowly to compensate enough generated funds so they can keep the people that can't be asked to go to work or don't want to go to work because it's so much easier just being on the dole or being on uh, on the benefit system in England. Yeah. So it's going to come round and bite us. It's really going to come round and bite us. The government should be able to see this. I mean, they can predict inflation. They can predict the cost of the pound um, the 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 pound and how it's going to rise or fall and the stock market they can predict this that the other they've got experts in every freaking field but are they predicting this i, I really hope they are but are they going to do something about it i don't know are they just going to penalize the people that go out there and work every day again i don't know and it's just really really annoying because there is there's no reason for it there really isn't no reason for it. Because I've got a full-time job, I've still got to pay the extra the money. For example, myself, I mean, I've got to pay the double the electric and, or double the gas or double the food value that's gone up to. Or the the fuel price that's gone up per litre, I've still got to pay that just as much as the pay, person who's on the, on the benefit system in England. Because I'm working doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be any easier for me than it is for anyone on the benefit system. If you're going to start shilling out money like this, which is a good thing that you've done, then it should be spread out all around and not just to people that are on benefits. Because I'm not going to go 
and, and claim a benefit just to get this extra money because I feel, well, why should I have to? It should be a giving thing. I'm going out there and putting money in the taxpayer's pot every year. I'm in a crust every year. I'm in work every year. So the government should turn on and say, tell you what, everyone that's in work, they're going to get exactly the same benefits. You guys go out there every day and do what you do. You work hard. You bring money into the economy. You do what you do and you do it well. But no, they don't say nothing about that. And it's really, it, it, it's, you know, it gets you. It really does get you. Economies nowadays and in governments nowadays, honestly, I think fucking half the time they don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. Um, I'll tell you one thing that made me giggle. Going off this uh, benefits thing, because I can keep talking about this for a number number of hours. I was uh, flicking through, you know, when I was on about the news scenario, and how there's a lot of fake news about and how it can be twisted and, and turned into whatever it wants to be. And I mentioned about the um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard scenario. Now, I am a bit addicted. I am. A certain amount of addiction has gone into TikTok. Uh, sometimes when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, you know, which, for example, I've got nothing to do for a period of time, I will scroll on there on TikTok and look at videos, and it has come across to my attention the amount of people that are cutting and shutting and editing the whole court case to portray Amber Heard as what she's been portrayed. People need to remember they've been through a horrible divorce. Yes, she might be in it for the money, but something might have gone really wrong in that relationship where he might have risen a fist once. It may, might have only just been once. And yes, she might have been Amber Heard herself has, has pushed forward and said, no, she do, he's done this, he's done this and done this to make it a lot worse than what it really was. We don't know. The only people that know now everything that's gone on is the court that's had 60 days of it. And I want to go through TikTok and I'm looking at all these videos because TikTok's got an algorithm just like any other social platform and if I sit and watch something for any longer than 15 seconds the algorithm picks it up and next thing you know you go back on the next day and you're getting a lot more of this similar kind of media content put on your when on you when you're scrolling so um I'm looking at these some of these videos that are cropping up and a lot of them I mean I watch the live court thing I don't watch them all the time because it's quite long-winded to be honest with you but I have stumbled across lo I've got a fair few of them and I've watched a bit of it and you can see what people have done and they've they've taken a glance that Amber Heard has given or her legal team have had a, um, a, a have given or the, the jury behind them, they've had a certain look. And what editors are doing are, are capturing that look and then manipulating it and putting either a voice over it or a certain type of music over it and then cutting straight to Johnny Depp's legal team and trying to find a little clip what they might have done which could have been 15, 20 days ago, but making people believe when they've edited it that it's actually one big full clip from start to finish that actually happened. And nine times out of ten it isn't. And what people are doing is they're liking this and they're watching this. And because that's allowed to get away with, especially on TikTok, a lot of other people are doing it. And literally, there's a story there between Johnny and Amber Heard. And it's in the court. And it's with the jury. And... People on the outside are literally manipulating that to whatever they want to. And don't get me wrong, I personally believe Amber Heard is, um, my honest opinion, is a, pretty much a bitch for what she's done. I do. I think women get away with it daily. And unfortunately, because they're in the, the public eye, she thought she could get away with it, and she hasn't. She clearly hasn't. She's tripped over so many times, forgot about so many lies, and it's come back and it's haunted her because what did she think was really going to happen? Johnny Depp's a very rich individual. 
he's got one of the best, if not the best legal team there is available to this day. Did she think she's going to get away with it all? I believe she probably did. And it's it's come back and it's bitter hard. And it's going to bite her hard even more going forward in life um, regarding her career and, 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 and living. And people need to remember that and stop being so fucking vicious regarding it. It will come to a conclusion in the next couple of days, maybe a few hours, I don't know, of the final outcome. And we all probably know where the outcome's going to lie towards. Now, people need to remember that Amber Heard's going through and going to be going through even more shit. And there's going to be so much pressure on that woman's shoulders. Not just by what she's been put through regarding the court and what she's had. I mean, don't get me wrong, she's done it herself. I know that personally. But what the media are going to do, they're going to jump on it even more. Especially when the court case comes to an end. Do we want another death on our hands? Because I tell you what, if Amber Heard were to commit suicide or do something stupid, then there'll be an outcry again. Why the social media done this? Why they got away with it? This, that, the other. Just like Caroline Flack. Please remember, people that do all this editing, there's always repercussions to all the re-edits and the manipulation of video content that you are doing regarding Amber and Johnny. They're going for their own demons themselves and probably still doing it right now, going through demons. But as soon as this court is finished, they're, they're going to be going through a lot more and it's going to get a lot more harder. Take a step back, let it be. Stop get doing it for clicks and views and just be more respectful because you wouldn't do it to your own family members. So why do you think they can get away with doing it to someone that that's in the public eyes beyond me? Yes, I do personally think Amber Heard is a very vicious woman for what she's done and how she's done it. I will never go back on that, but that's my personal opinion, um, and I have my reasons for that. But just please remember that they are still going through a very deep emotional part in their life, uh, both of them are, and it's going to get even worse when that court case finishes, I tell you that for a fact. I just don't want it to be another Caroline Flack situation where she goes and does something stupid because she feels she can't turn to anyone. <sighs> I really hope I'm, I'm wrong on that, I really do, but just, just be careful. Seriously, Jesus Christ. It'll always come back and bite you. Um, yeah, so let's just try and pick it up a bit. Just pick it up. So instead of talking about that, we'll pick it up. So I am going to be um, still pushing on with this podcast that I'm doing now. And I will be in the future getting a little studio sorted together. And, and I'm still pushing forward with that. It's all going to come in time. And I'm still, still going to do that. Um, it's one thing that's never changed. I do enjoy, enjoy talking. There is so much to talk about. There really is. And because I'm a male, doesn't necessarily mean that I've got any change in my mental stability, just like a female, for example. Six out of ten men in the moment of time are morally depressed or just beating up lost souls because they feel they've got no one or nothing to speak about. You've got a voice. Speak. Everyone can speak. Do it. It's the best thing you ever do. Any issues going on in any part of your life, open up and speak because it's one thing you will never regret. And a lot of men just don't do it. I don't want to be one of those men. I go through my demons daily and I still go through them now. Um, I'll even read out a few of them that I go through. Well, I say read, I'll, I'll reel, reel them off, so to speak. I need to lose weight and I'm on a keto diet for that. I put on over two and a half stone over COVID and I can't seem to shift it. I can if I tried a bit more harder, but it's not shifting as what I want it to be. So I've gone on a keto diet, which is an all-meat diet. I used to know a mate back in my old, old workplace, and he went on one. Um, his name's Sean. 
I'll definitely listen to the podcast if you do, Sean. Hi. Take another sip there. So Sean went on his keto diet. I didn't really pay much attention at the time, but when he told me that he'd lost um, over two and a half stone in the space of four months, just being on an all-meat diet, I always remembered that. And he said it's probably the easiest thing he's ever done. Um, once you've done it and you've lost that weight, you can then be in control of what weight you gain or what weight you don't want to gain by um, going to the gym and doing stuff like that because, believe it or not, 90% of losing weight is actually in your diet and not exercise. You can lose just as much, if not more, weight by eating the right foods or going on a keto diet, for example, an all-meat diet. Um, the gym scenario is more of a turning-up kind of scenario. Um, so what what he did is he did it for four months, lost over two and a half stone, went down to it. He was, he was such a different character. And then I think he did the gym after that, turned himself up because he'd lost the um, the weight first time and he can do the gym afterwards. And because he kept on top of it after that, he was, he's, been, he's been fine ever since. So it's the best thing he's ever done. So I'm trying that. So I'll definitely keep people up to date on that. It's been over... How long has it been now? I think it's been probably about four days now. It's a killer. It is a killer. Really much a killer. You have to pre-plan all your meals because I work night shifts at work. I've got to pre-cook things and take them in containers and stuff. And Men in pre-cooking and men in general, even me, I hate doing it. Um, you have to be so far in front with what you're doing. So I'm doing that now. Now I need to buy some scales. I haven't actually got no scales. I've just come to my attention. I've actually got none. So I'll buy some scales and I'll keep um, weighing myself every week. And I'll mention on this podcast, on this on each episode, how much I've lost or if I've gained. I'll even tell, tell them that. But literally, my life revolves around chicken, mince, burgers, sausages, just in general, any kind of meat. I do cheat a bit. You can do. Um, you can put season on it and stuff like that to make it taste that bit better. But your body, oh, I tell you. You can have your body and I have to tell you going for a difference. It really does. You just crave a bag of crisps. <laughs> you just crave a chocolate. You crave anything that you know you can't have even more when you're on this keto diet. But I'm hoping that after time it'll be uh, just the norm. But I'm going to try it for a month and see where I am for a month. Um, and then I can really question if there's a massive dramatic change if I were to keep going forward to do it for another month. But I literally just want to lose about two to two and a half stone get back to my original weight. So my original weight was... 14 and a half and i'm about 16 and a half 17 now so it is yeah it's thanks covid and being lazy um so definitely i'm going to try and keep on top of that i i have my um shakes as well i do have a uh, meal replacement shakes which you can do and i do do it um so when i'm at work and i'm getting a bit peckish on and i'm on the floor i call it or and not eating or anything do you know what i mean i'm at the canteen i'll have my, my shake on me and that water content cause i mix it with water it's just enough to keep you plodding on. So, I will keep everyone updated on that. It's just something I've always wanted to do. And more importantly, keep it to date on. And I think, keep up to speed on. Keep keep doing it, I mean. Jesus. Because I'm be mentioning it on every episode. Please keep freaking bugging me about it. Because uh, the more I talk about it, the better it is. And the easier it is. And the norm it becomes. So, please, keep doing that. Yeah, that's one thing I did want to mention. Yeah, so um, yeah, this podcast is going to be pretty much every, it's going to be recorded every Sunday and uploaded every Monday, give and take, and it's going to be talking about everything in between, really. Um, I've I don't regret starting the After Dark Paranormal, and After Dark Paranormal or After Dark, 
um, production, which is what the company is called now, um, is still incorporated in this in this podcast and, and will be going forward. I don't regret starting it. The amount of memories and locations and situations and spending so much good time with Michelle and um, and Brett and and fellow people that have come in contact with me um, at different locations. It's just been fantastic. It's been really good, uh, and I'll always take a lot away from it. I've learned to edit. Not very good, but I've learned to edit. Um, I've just learned so much, and I know that when another location crops up and it's it's got to be done, I will, we will do it. We've got all our equipment still, and we will go out there and do it. It's not going to change. That's not going to change. You can't just. It's not like a light switch where you just turn it off straight away. It's definitely always going to be in, in, engraved in the back of our minds at what we started and where we got. Where we got to before we made I made the drastic change. But I do love speaking, I do love podcasting, I do love talking, and that is just me, hands down, it really is. But I'll always mention like Ghost Adventures, because everyone knows it's my favourite programme. And I'll always mention anything to do with Paranormal, so if you've got any questions, again, please keep sending them in, I'm, I will always answer them. But I just thought it would be really wise to start off a new season with a new podcast, which I kind of wanted to do all the time. Um, yeah, and what I meant to mention before I get off air, right, this is what bugged me about the social media thing, sorry to go back again, I've just remembered it. I was looking through one of them on um, in, on the internet on a on a web page, The Guardian. You'd probably come across it. It's more of a, an English kind of newspaper slash provider of news. And then I looked at the bottom, and I can't believe what I was reading. <laughs> I, can't, I have to mention this. Can you please support The Guardian from as little as one pound? If you can please consider supporting us to help power our journalism. What the fuck? Not only do you lie and twist the truth. Not only do you lie and twist the actual news that's going on around the world, whether it's COVID, Russia, Ukraine thing, um, anything to do with the economy as it is, you twist and manipulate it to benefit you as a company. Not only that, you want us to donate for the <laughs> for this. Nah, 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 nah. I couldn't believe it. I had to read it twice. And as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, my days. Now, it was only the garden that I spotted that did this. I'm not too sure on any, any other ones, but I'm going to keep scrolling to the bottom of the page just to find out if they actually do have it. And if they do, then I'll be mentioning that on the next podcast as well, on the next episode even. Um, but I just I love speaking, and uh, yeah, so we are. I'll I'll be doing this every Sunday. That's for a fact. And again, if you've got any questions or any situation or anything that bugs you or any ideas, uh, please bang them in, send them in. Um, I've changed the name of the. Um, the Instagram one, which was um, HGC After Dark, it's now changed to the podcast name, Spiraling Sense of Freedom, but it's still the same page. It, should, it will come up on your... If you're following me already, it'll still come up as normal. It's just a change of name. Um, you can message me on that, or you can go on the Facebook page. And again, um, I've not managed to do this yet, but the HGC After Dark one on Facebook still is HGC After Dark, and I might just keep it at that and just have the podcast attached to it. But you can always message on that as well, the message service on that. Or you can just email me. The email address is actually in the description of this episode. You can do that, different avenues. Um, send anything you want in. But my episode is going to be either and everywhere regarding information, news, and what really pisses me off. And what's really going on in this forsaken thing we call the world. Um, everyone's got their interpretation, their impressions, their ideas, their thoughts about everything that's going on in this world. It's just that I chose to put it on a podcast. Some of them might be right, some of them might be wrong. But it's just my ideas and my interpretation on things. So please don't take any of it to heart. And if you do think differently to me, then that's more than fine. 
that's what makes the world go around. Everyone has their own interpretation on anything that goes on in this world. And that is called free will. So, yeah, by all means, you don't have to agree with what I thought. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, if you want to send any information in or anything of the sort, do keep sending them in. Um, I'll be more than happy to read it all through it all. That would be, that'd be fantastic. But this has been episode one, season two. And it is Spiraling Sense of Freedom. My name's been Dave. This has been a fantastic episode and I will look forward to speaking to you a lot again next week. Ciao. Bye.